Raider Nation, wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is October 15th, 2021. Happy birthday to Jalen Richard, by the way, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Morning Grind. Today on the podcast, we take you behind enemy lines with our pal from DenverBroncos.com, Phil Milani. During his time on the show, Phil educates us on all things Broncos, ranging from the team's hot start to their recent struggles and which player fans of the silver and black need to keep an eye on this Sunday. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation with Phil Milani. And Phil, how are you, sir? It's good to see you, albeit in the, uh, the virtual world, but you look good, brother. How are things? Thank you very much. Uh, happy to be here, man. It's always a good day. When I could talk to you. Ah, oh, you're too kind. You're I, too kind. I, I'll even go into enemy territory to do it. I know. And, you know, I'll do the same for you, Phil. That's how much I like you and Eric and, and our pals of the Broncos. Don't don't love that team you guys have in the field too much. But you guys, you're all right by me. But uh, looking at at the Denver Broncos, it's so funny because it seems like they're very much on a parallel path to the, to the Raiders this year. The hot start, the 3-0 and start, and now they've fallen on harder times, back-to-back losses. What is the biggest difference, in your opinion, between the 3-0 and Broncos and then the 3-2 and Broncos? Well, to start the season, the Broncos played teams like the Giants, Jacksonville, uh, the Jets. They were 3-0, and and after three weeks, their opponents were a combined 0-9. And, and then the uh, competition got a little bit tougher. Uh, the Ravens and then the Steelers, a couple of AFC North teams, some physical teams. And those teams sort of jumped on the Broncos early. The Broncos fell behind, and then they ended up having to claw their way back into the game and uh, just weren't able to complete the comeback. Uh, certainly last week, they uh, drove the ball all the way down the field, needed a touchdown, then just a two-point conversion to, to tie the game uh, on fourth down. They couldn't do it. So I, I'm not sure what's changed. You know, the defense doesn't look quite as good as they did the first three weeks. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't look quite as good as he did the first three weeks. And then uh, that led to two losses. You know, you talk about Teddy Bridgewater, obviously a guy that has gotten a lot of buzz in this in this division in particular with all the incredible quarterbacks that are there. But, you know, I know we're only five weeks in now, Phil, but how would you kind of assess what Teddy has brought to this Denver offense? Uh, more than anything, it's like a veteran presence, you know, this sort of calming effect. At least he did the first three weeks where maybe something doesn't go exactly right, but you have this confidence because Teddy's a quarterback there. And uh, so many people coming in were talking about this is steady Teddy, check down Teddy, you know, these types of things where he's just sort of a game manager uh, to throw that term out there. But he hasn't really played that way. He's taken some shots. He's been aggressive. Uh, you know, at one point, I think the Broncos were leading the league in 20 plus yard passes. And then, uh, you know, uh, I think that the competition he had with Drew Locke during training camp, it was like neck and neck. And then finally, uh, they named Teddy the starter. And then the rest of the team really, after that point, got all behind him. And he just brings that veteran presence where, uh, you know, a couple of things go wrong and you don't slump around and say, here we go again. But to that point, this is going to be the toughest test right now because after losing two games, doubt starts to creep in a little bit. You start wondering, how good is this team? I think that's where Teddy's really going to have to step up uh, in the leadership column and just say, no, we we still got this, like, calm down. Like, every team goes through these ups and downs. But 
uh, facing the Raiders, it's going to be a tough one this Sunday. And, and you know, Phil, you talk about, you know, it's so funny hearing what you say. You could almost take out the names and just change Broncos to Raiders in that regard, right? Where th- this Raiders team has obviously had, no, it's no secret, a very tumultuous past 96 hours. Uh, they come, they have to go on the road to Denver. And you, you, as, you know as well as I do that when these two teams get together, as cliche as it is, kind of throw the records out and it's going to be a classic AFC West battle. But, you know, it, it, they do come into Denver with, needing to get a win they started off so hot obviously things have kind of cooled the past couple weeks but you talk about the Denver offense but really you look at this defense Phil and at least from the outside looking in a top five defense that you guys have in Denver and it seems like Von Miller is just the ageless wonder back to doing Von Miller type things Uh, Von Miller was talking about just that uh, today he said this Raiders team is coming in and they have the exact same mindset that the Broncos do. You know, the the season is at a bit of a crossroads here where uh, either team wins this one and things get back on the right track. But when they and then the loser is going to be sitting there at three and three with three consecutive losses. But yeah, Von Miller missed all of last season with a, a foot injury. And this was the last year of his contract. The Broncos picked up his uh, the option there. He comes back and you're just wondering how much does this guy have left in the tank? And uh, the start of the season, he's been tremendous. He's been uh, the same Von Miller that we've always seen. Uh, you know, he had a sack in each of the games until last week against the Steelers. And the defense started out really, really strong. And they were playing as advertised. They shut out the Jets. But then the last two weeks, like Lamar Jackson threw for 316 yards against this defense. That was the, only the second time in his career that he'd thrown for more than 300 yards Obviously, he followed that up last week against the Colts with a crazy performance. So maybe that doesn't look quite as bad now. But then last week against the Steelers, Big Ben was beating them deep. Uh, At times, the secondary looked a little bit confused. And the Broncos really invested a lot in the secondary this offseason. They brought in Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby. They used the ninth overall pick on Patrick Sertan, the second. And so everybody thought that this secondary was going to be just a beast. The last two games, there's some doubt there now. And then, of course, facing Derek Carr. The thing about Carr is that he gets rid of the ball so fast. It's hard to get in the backfield. It's hard to disrupt him. You know, uh, Renfro is, you know, one of the best slot players in the league. And so uh, this this weekend is going to be a big test for this defense. You know, you, you talk about Derek and, and Renfro and those guys. And, you know, in years past, Phil, you know, even, I mean, really the past three, four, five years, this offense has had an identity. Like, you know kind of what this offense is going to bring to the table. You know defensively. You know who the Raiders are and what they're about. This year, it it still feels like we're trying to kind of figure out who this Raiders team is specifically on the offensive side of the the football. But when you look at the Broncos, to kind of flip it back to, to your neck of the woods, what do you think the identity of this Broncos team is? What is the What do they do right when they're winning, I guess, if that makes sense? What's the formula for success for the 2021 Broncos? We were talking about that just this week on our podcast, just talking about how is this team supposed to win games? You know, what's their strength? Heading into the season, I would have said running the ball, dominating time of possession, and then strong defense. I would have said, okay, this is how uh, this team is going to win games. We haven't really seen that the last couple of weeks here where uh, they've sort of struggled to run the ball against the Ravens. They fell behind and then they abandoned the running game and uh, got them off of their game plan a little bit. I would say, though, if, if you want to uh, pinpoint exactly how this team is going to try and win games, it's going to be Bridgewater not making mistakes, 
Uh, last week, he threw his first interception of the season. So he's got seven touchdowns, one interception. He's been doing that where, uh, you know, he just needs to protect the football. And then running the ball, I would say, uh, is uh, the, the second key to the Broncos offense. They drafted Javante Williams out of UNC in the second round, and uh, he's been tremendous so far for a rookie. Him and Melvin Gordon back there, uh, I, I would expect them to get a lot of carries this weekend and then and play good defense. And, uh, you know, that's, as we talked about, has been a little bit shaky the last couple of weeks. See if this Broncos team can just get back to that formula. You know, Phil, going into this game, you know, one of the things that's great about talking to our friends around the league is that Raiders fans get to learn a little bit about guys on rosters that they might not know a ton about. Uh, obviously, here we're so centered on the silver and black. All the fans that are, are so locked in on Derek Carr and Darren Waller and those kind of guys. So give me a guy, Phil, and not, you can't include Bridgewater or Von Miller or those kind of guys. Who is someone that you think on Sunday we're going to hear their name a lot and Raiders fans need to be aware of this guy headed into week six? I would say, I don't know if this guy's still under the radar, but I'd say Tim Patrick, okay. Broncos wide receiver. Uh, he got into a little bit of a dust-up with the Raiders in game one last year. Uh, I think he got kicked out of that game, possibly, or, or there, was a, there was a little bit of a dust-up there. And then uh, in the second meeting last year, he got hurt early on, so he didn't really have a chance to, uh, you know, uh, he was talking that week, you know, hey, I got something special for the Raiders this week. He really buys into the rivalry. He got hurt and had to leave that game. So I bet you this time around, he's sort of itching to be able to uh, show uh, Raider Nation what he's all about. And he's really come on. Last year uh, was the first season that he really uh, was a contributor. He had six touchdowns last season. And so far this year, he's been backing that up. And uh, the Broncos, a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Jerry Judy's out. K.J. Hamler out. Those are their two uh, young wide receivers that they were really going to count on. Uh, Albert O, their big tight end, he is out. So the, there's a lack of pass catchers right now for the Broncos. So Tim, Ka Tim Patrick has uh, really needed to step up, and he's delivered so far this season. No, I like that's a good pick. And I like the guys that buy into this rivalry, right? I mean, that's one of the fun things about, you know, us and, and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Like, this is a, such a historic division that the guys that can appreciate that history, the guys that understand, like, this means something a little bit different. Like, I, I think that's really cool. So that's a good pick out of you, Phil. But, Phil, before I get you out of here, man, give me the weather report for Denver. I feel like every time that we go there, it's either 100 degrees or snowing. So which of those two do we have on Sunday, my friend? Okay, uh, today it's freezing here. And tonight <laughs> it's supposed to, like, get down into the low 30s. Of course it is. It's supposed to, like, rain tonight. But come Sunday... It's supposed to be like in the low 70s. It's supposed to be sunny. It's supposed to be like perfect conditions. So uh, that's like Colorado weather, typical right there, where uh, one day it's it's freezing, the next day it's like really nice. So I feel like Colorado's got like sort of this secret uh, hidden gem for a weather state because everybody thinks that it's like freezing here, but usually it's like really sunny and pretty nice. So. I'll, I'll uh, believe it. I'll believe it when I see it, Phil. How about that? Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it because it'll change 19 times in between now and then, right? It it will. I mean, it's the weather is crazy here. Uh, before I say goodbye, I got one question for Hit you. Me. Tell me about this screen on the outside of the stadium, man. That thing looks crazy. Oh, the one that it, that's uh, you've the seen on Twitter a bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's uh, man, it's it's pretty impressive, right? I mean, it's uh, I think that what you've seen on on Twitter and social media is a pretty fair representation of what it is. It's just a really cool, bright 
screen that that has a lot of capabilities and uh yeah it's been it's been cool that it's been getting kind of a bunch of love also kind of random the timing of it all though like i think that the video that i'm i'm sure you're referencing came out like two weeks ago right so that's like what week three of of the regular yep. season but you know I'm, I'm glad it's getting some shine and look you know i will uh, i will build up that beautiful stadium any chance i get i cannot wait for you and eric and the rest of it the crew to have a chance to come out here and take a look at it because man it is a it is a pretty special building and and i, I like i said i can't wait for you guys and the rest of our pals around the league to come experience a game there dude i cannot wait to uh, the couple of people i work with who were able to go out last year were raving about it so uh that's definitely a bucket list item right now and we'll get you out of here phil i promise you and me will enjoy yeah. some some old uh, some bruchachos like the old times and and i cannot yes. wait man but hey i i do ah, me too i really appreciate you phil it's so good to see you tell eric and everyone over on, on your side that i send my best and hopefully we see a few guys this weekend or no well not this weekend but when you come out at the end of the year and uh, we'll catch up with you soon all right brother thank you very much eddie appreciate it always a good time man and a big thank you to our friend Phil for making some time for us. The Raiders are back on the practice field this morning and will then travel to Denver Saturday afternoon. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this was The Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network.